Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Life is Short Radio. I'm here today joined with Jose. That's me. And Danny. That's me. And today's topic is a little bit of a, of a hard one. We're going to be talking about death. So, uh, some people, well, I hope all of you are familiar with death, right? It happens to everybody. Um, well, basically, so death happens when your brain is completely gone. Like, your heart can stop, but there's still the possibility of bringing you back. But when your brain is dead, you're dead for real. Um, and basically, after you die, your body gets real messy. You let out all the bodily fluids that you have inside. Uh, you become stiff, proceeding to rigor mortis. Your hair uh, and cells begin to break down. And eventually, you'll just rot. Uh, basically, 8 to 12 years after you die and you're buried, you become a skeleton. And after 50 years, you're completely gone. And according to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, there are five stages of on-death or dying. Denial, ang- anger, bargaining, and depression. And acceptance area is the last part. The first stage, denial, pretty much a person, um, their world becomes meaningless and overwhelming and nothing makes sense. The second is anger. Anger is a healing process and a lot of people are angry towards God, towards whatever, well, for either dying or for suffering the death of a person. And the third one is bargaining. Bargaining is either if you don't want to die, you'll promise God, you promise people around you that you'll be better, that you'll do better. Uh, the the fifth one is, is depression. Depression is the empty feelings present themselves and griefs enters our lives on a deeper level, level. And the last stage is acceptance. Acceptance is often confused with the notion of being all right or okay with what happens. That is not the case. Most pe- people don't ever feel okay or right about the loss of a loved one. This stage is about accepting the reality that our loved one is physically gone or recognizing that this new reality is permanent I mean, it's always tough to picture your life without a certain loved one and everything. And I know we've all faced that experience before. Jose, would you like to share your opinions on death? (coughs) In all honesty, like, death is, it's eminent. It's hard to deal with. And of course, it's scary for everyone. Well, in my opinion, it is scary for me. It's hard to just imagine the idea of nothingness. Just coursing through your veins and just having nothing to think about. It's difficult. All right, Sebastian, you got anything to add? Well, I mean, you got it pretty spot on right there because I would say that I'm not afraid of death itself. I would say that I'm afraid of what comes after, merely considering the fact that I don't know what happens after. Like, you know, you never know if there's a heaven or if there's a hell. But but statistics do say that 70, uh, 72% of Americans believe in a heaven, while 54% of Americans believe in a hell. I really don't know what comes after I haven't died yet. What about you, Daniela? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm not afraid of death or either after death because I do believe in a heaven. And if I die, well, I'm going to go to heaven. And if like people end up being right and there is no heaven or hell, then there's nothing. So there's nothing for me to worry about. It'll be just complete blackness. Life's over. I won't feel anything. But won't you be scared of that void? No. How so? Well, what we'll void if you're nothing? I guess you have a point there. Uh, continuing that thought, have you guys had any experiences with death before? Jose? Well, for me, I've gone close to dying, I'd say, with me being an idiot and going into a pool and almost drowning. I was about, I believe, seven or eight. Um, 
I would just say that it's really traumatizing and scary the fact that you grow so close to experiencing death. But in the end, like I was just relieved that I was able to just continue living. And in that near-death encounter, did you see anything like the stereotypical light or an angel or something? To be completely honest, I did not see anything. That whole stereotype about your life, your life flashing before your eyes didn't really occur. So it's like, yeah, it didn't really occur. So do you guys have any uh, experiences with death? Um, I've had uh, quite a few family members die over the years uh, recently. My aunt uh, passed away in December. Uh, it wasn't really that hard on me, but it was uh, really hard on my on my dad, considering that was his sister. Um, and a death that was like directly impacting towards me uh, was the death of my grandfather. I really felt that because I didn't want to accept the fact that he was gone because it was he was gone in the flash. Like one day he seemed completely fine, and then the next he was just gone. It was hard to believe. What about you, Daniel? Well, uh, I have experienced a lot of deaths, but none of them have impacted me. My grandma died, but I didn't really know her, so I didn't really cry about her. And experience, I've had many encounters with death, but my favorite one is where my cat, my cousin almost stabbed me in the chest. Uh, it was a Halloween, and we had just watched, just finished watching the movie Halloween, and she wanted to scare me. I was, I was nine years old, and she wanted to scare me, and like she was hiding behind a curtain and like when I opened it she like touched my chest with a knife and she like she started crying she started crying like okay I almost lost my life but you started crying but it wasn't scary I don't know maybe because I was nine I still didn't, I still didn't get the topic of about death I didn't really understand what it was or what would happen but yeah I wasn't scared my mom just got mad mm, sounds like your family loves you very much I know so great all right, so uh, after Daniela got, almost got stabbed to death, let's talk about uh, our opinions on what happens after we die. Jose, do you have any opinions? If I'm being completely honest, I the way I see death is that after what comes after death is basically nothingness. Just darkness, just me being unconscious, basically in a state of sleep the entire time. That's what I see. That's a good mood right there. Oh, my depression, okay? Oh. oh, okay. I feel you there. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'd like to keep things on a happier note. I hope there's some type of heaven. I know I'm not going to make it in there, but <laughs> there's always a... Oh, we know. Hey, oh, we definitely know. Yeah. There's, always, there's, a, there's always a chance. St. Peter might make a mistake, okay? You never know. But I hope there's some type of afterlife, uh, whether it be heaven or a hell... I'd be fine with just existing because, to be completely honest, uh, ceasing to exist is a pretty scary topic. Well, I'm Christian and I believe in heaven and hell. So if you were bad in your life, you're going to hell. If you were good, you're going to heaven. And I'm pretty like confident on where I'm going. Hell. You're going to heaven. Heaven. You're going to heaven. Yeah. I actually have one little like. Not a concern, but like an idea. The idea of reincarnation, that idea is still stuck in my mind. I see it as sometimes a belief, as in it will actually occur. It's just that I just believe in reincarnation a little bit. Oh, like um, kind of like how the whole how the Buddhists think about it. Like uh, once you die, you your life essence comes back as something else. Exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
But then in their religion, they believe that you can break that vicious cycle by reaching enlightenment and reaching nirvana, which sounds pretty cool. But I mean, not not the band, but like the, the state of mind. Well, now it's time to have a special guest come down and answer some questions. Here today we have Hector Rivas. Say hello, Hector. Hello. First question. What are your main thoughts about death? I mean, it's scary. A lot of people don't, people don't want to die, but it's something inevitable, something that's going to happen eventually. All right, good, good answer. Second, what do you think happens to us after death? Well, as a Christian, I believe that after death, that we all, our, our souls go to, if you're saved, you go to heaven, and if not, you go to hell. I mean, it's pretty simple. Okay, why do you think it's simple? Well, because you have a choice. You have a choice while you're living. It's yes or no, accept Jesus or not accept Jesus. And if you do accept Jesus, well, it's you go to heaven. And it's, you're not, not saying you're not scared of death, but it's a lot easier to let go. Okay, um, third question. If you had the opportunity to live forever, would you? Would mm, you take it? Depends for how long. Because... Yeah, I would like to live forever to see things, to see, like, there's certain things that I'm, I, I would really like to see, like, in the future, like, I don't know, like, one thing's about flying cars and stuff like that, like, obviously I'd like to see that, but at the same time, I know if I live forever, I'd get bored, and then a lot of my friends, a lot of my family, they'd eventually die, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds bad, but they'd die, so, like, there's nothing, basically nothing to live for at that point. You said it would get bored. Do you really think that? You don't think you'll be excited with all the new technology and all the new people you'll get to meet? Yeah, but the thing is that, what about the people I grew up with, like my parents? I wouldn't be able to enjoy it with them. Or like, say I get married, but if my wife dies, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it with her or my kids or anything like that. Well, so. Okay, you have a point there. Now the last question. Are you afraid of death? Mm. Uh, so, I don't know. I think... I'm not afraid of death, but I'm afraid of the way I'm gonna, I, w I would die. Like, obviously, I don't want to, like, die in pain or I don't want to, like, die young or leave people that, that care about me, like my parents. I don't leave them behind suffering. But in death itself, I'm not really afraid of it because I know where I'm going to go after death. So that isn't an issue, but I am afraid of the consequences of the death. Like, if, say, like, I was... I don't know, lost someone, then I died of dehydration. Obviously, that's a bad way to go. Or, like, if I die young, my parents left here alone. Sad, broken. I don't want that for them. So if you could choose a perfect death, what would it be for you? Mm, old age. Old age, okay. Yeah, that old age, like in a hospital bed, sort of a family. Like well, a that's all the time we have for you, Hector. Thank you for coming down here. If you can reincarnate, what would you be uh, come, become in your next life? Oh, dude, I'd be... I'd be a horse. I'd be a horse. If I'm being honest, I'll be a Victoria's Secret model. Just have that, you know, just physique, like, you know, it's just nice to have. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, there. Um, I mean, you can you can become that now. It'll cost you a couple thousand of dollars of surgery, but I mean, <laughs> you don't have to wait until you come back. They're accepting applications too, if you want. What's up, application? <laughs> uh, since we were talking about different cultures, like for example, the Buddhists and their idea of death. Do you guys know of any other cultures that have a different perspective on death or what they do with the deceased? Well, actually, in uh, ancient Rome, I believe they... What they do with the... Well, divide, they divide the aspects of death into social status. So what that means is that 
the rich they would be buried in like good cemeteries and like have good burials while the poor they were simply thrown out of the city without any burial they were just the bodies would just decompose and as for in old america what they would do is that some people some of the native americans they would have shrines and they would just simply let the body decompose and not even bury it or just have a simple burial it was uh, upon their request and also they established the idea of cremating so yeah uh, didn't they, um, that idea of cremation didn't they like uh, sort of get that idea from the vikings or the vikings expanded on that because you know how uh, in like nordic times when a viking would die like a wealthy viking would die uh, they would put his body on a ship and then set it on fire yes i believe that you influence from them so about what Jose was saying about ancient Romans, how the rich were placed in a good burial grounds while the poor were thrown, uh, their bodies were thrown out. Isn't that still like today, American society today? The rich are buried in like nice places. They're buried with like security guards and with nice fences and nice flowers around while the poor, the poor are buried um, wherever. Like they're all stuck together. It's just all pretty ugly places. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess the Romans have drawn influence, not the Romans, but I mean, the Americans today have drawn influence with the idea that, you know, the rich are buried in well-established areas while the poor would be just buried in ugly cemeteries. Yeah, it ain't cheap to die nowadays. <laughs> so before we continue with our podcast, we'd like to thank our sponsors today, which is... Planned Parenthood. Remember to stay safe out there, teens. You don't want to ruin your life at 16. So back on the topic of how cultures perceive death, we have Daniela. So we know that Himalayan Buddhists, they do a sacred skeleton dance that represents the acceptance of one's immortality, while Japanese um, see death as uh, liberation and accept it. Um, That's all interesting and all, but personally... Uh, as a Mexican, uh, our tr- our traditions w- are slightly different from those of the Himalayans. We have our uh, Day of the Dead tradition, where we see our love, well, well, we- where we perceive our loved ones coming back on a certain day to mingle among us. Even though we don't see them, we believe that they're there in spirit. Yes, with offerings, we bring them offerings. We bring them our family to see them. And what's their picture to remember them by? Yeah, well, with me, I always bring my uncle Hector, his favorite modelo. I bring him his pan. I got, I bring him everything, you know. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we've been talking about death uh, for a little while now, um, let's talk about how we would want to be buried or our bodies disposed of, Jose. So I would say I would actually like the traditional burying system in, fa- in which, you know, just our family just gets our body and just simply places it in the ground to be remembered. Because, well, my family's in one cemetery and we're, we all plan to be buried there. So that's why I, I would say that I want to be buried, you know, in the same place that they're buried. So we may all be together. So... Daniela, you got anything? It's very touching, Jose. Well, for me personally, I already have written down what I want because you never know when you die. I might like, I might take an Uber right now and get in a car crash. And there we go. Never know. 
So I have already done what I want. My will too, who gets to keep my cat. And my, even though my mom doesn't like to talk about it, I tell her that like, I have like brain damage. I want my the, like, the plug pulled. I don't want to stay there. I don't want to cause any inconvenience for them. Um, what I do want, I want to be buried and turned into a tree. So one of those green burials. And yeah, I want to be turned into a, a willow tree, if can. And well, yeah, that's pretty much it. I want, I want small, I want little people to come. I don't want like everyone to come because I only want close family members and close friends to come because it, it's my death. I don't want something extravagant. I don't want people to say things say things that are not true about me. I want like my close friends to tell the truth about the truth about how I really was or how my life was or what impact I made on them. Um, Sebastian. Yeah, you see, I'm the complete opposite. I want to be remembered as a god, right? I want to. <laughs> I want monuments built in my honor. Well, I'm humble, so. <laughs> yeah, we humble. We humble. Can't say the same, but I mean, you can't really, uh, you can't really blame me. I'm so fucking great. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but for real, uh, death is a pretty deep topic to me. I don't really like talking about it because I don't want to die. Like, don't get me wrong, if I if I could live forever, I would, no matter what. But the day will come because death is, at the end of the day, what gives life meaning. Because without death, what are we? We'll just waste away doing things forever, but death um, puts a time limit on what we can do. So it really pressures us into doing specific things because, hey, you only live once, right? So what I would want is a, a regular burial, not too big, nothing fancy or anything. And I would want, but I would want them to turn my body into CD so they can jam out with me one last time. And on the topic about what you said, if you can um, be immortal, you would. Are you sure about that? Like, have you thought about it? Have you ever thought about what you would leave, be leaving behind? Um, yeah, a bunch of snakes and haters. Uh, well, also you have to touch upon the idea that you're gonna see loved ones go by. You know, you're gonna see everyone go by. That is true. I guess that would be the drawback to living forever. Because you can't really get attached to anyone because you'll know that you'll outlive them no matter what. So, another question. You said uh, YOLO and or you only live once. Do you guys live every day like it's your last day? No. We're stuck in school for like eight hours. Doing projects like not planned. I, <laughs> I wouldn't want my last day on earth to be spent eight hours in that prison. Uh, so obviously, no, I don't live my life like it's my last day on earth. Although if I could, I would. Yeah, if I'm being completely honest, like we're being blinded by the fact that, you know, we don't live our days like, like it's our last. We just live it, you know, as a, Regular schedule, basically. It's like the schedule of the schooling system. With we're the just, bell. We're just waiting for the bell to ring. We're living for the weekends. Which, in all honesty, isn't isn't that great because that's only two days. The other five days were spent hating our lives in the school. 
Well, you see, that has nothing to do with the school. That's with, like, YouTube. Like, I, like, yeah, I waste eight hours of my day in school, but... you agree? I agree with the school, yeah. But on the, like, the rest of my hours, I do spend it with my friends. I spend it with my sister, my mom, the people who I love. And that's what makes it great, not being at school or or where you are. Well, yes, but wouldn't you want an extra eight hours of your life? Because... Yeah, it would give you a lot more time to work with, maybe do more of the things that you would want to do as opposed to being in school for those eight hours. Well, I take what I can get. If I could get 30 minutes, I'll get those 30 minutes and make the best of it. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of felt that. But if I'm being completely honest, like we do need time. We all need our time. We all want more time. It's something we can't get. It's something that's limited. It's something that always makes us want more of. You can buy like the old saying saying you can buy anything but you can't buy back a second of time you know i, re- I really feel that quote not yet but not yet until we build time machine big facts well it's been nice talking with you guys but make sure to join us next week when we talk about ancient burial uh, interesting burial traditions around the world one example being china using strippers stay tuned to see how that turns out <laughs>